Hey, South Africa. Welcome to Farmers Inside Track Weekend. I'm your host, Dawn Numdu. In this week's edition, we reconnect with Tamsin Davids, owner of Crystal Consulting. Now, she recently joined us here on Farmers Inside Track to share the 101 on obtaining a Global GAP certificate. And this week, we dig a little bit deeper. Now, Tamsin, as a recap, let's kick off with the main components of obtaining a Global GAP certificate. There are quite a few components needed for Global GAP certification. But Global GAP Network has this amazing document section where you can download self-assessment documents and it gives you a gap assessment tool where you can do a self-assessment of your farm. You can then identify some of the gaps that may exist in the farm and on the farm. Once you feel like you have addressed most of these gaps, it is then suggested that you contact a consultant like Crystal Consulting and we would assist you with a readiness order or an internal order to identify further gaps that you might not have seen. And from there, once all of the findings are closed or all of the gaps are then closed, we will contact or the farmer will contact certification body and the certification body would come out and do the certification audit, which then would ultimately give you your global gap certificate with your GN number and henceforth you would then be a certified farmer. Okay, so what's the breakdown for farmers producing crops and livestock in Mzanzi when it comes to the certification? Three overarching factors that you need to take into consideration regardless if you are farming, crop farming or livestock farming is site history, record keeping and the health and safety of your workers. Number one, the site history and management. This is an important factor because you need to have access control to your premises and this will also contribute to the biosecurity of your farm. A lot of farms do not allow visitors because of biosecurity. Big example is with the foot and mouth currently being a very big contributing factor. Farmers do not allow visitors on their farms. Number two is record keeping, also very important. Whatever is done on your farm, you need to have some sort of record for that and that will give you an indication of what is happening on your farm. Records need to be kept for at least two years for the farmer as point of reference. The last one is the health and safety and welfare of your farmers. Do they have good working conditions? Are their health and safety looked after? Do the farmer provide training? An all-round good environment. And then what about waste and pollution management? What should farmers understand about this? I seldomly make the example to my clients of if you are looking for something specific in a messy room, you are going to take longer to find that specific thing because of the mess that you have created. Similarly to waste, waste is one of those things where you bring external factors to your premises or you can bring external factors to your premises, especially pests. Pests, rats, mice, insects love waste, which means with the presence of waste, you will bring these rats, mice, insects to your farm. 
to minimize the waste on the farm and the occurrence of pests, it is advised to have a proper waste management system in place to minimize the possible waste that may accumulate on the farm. This will ensure that there's no harborage of pests, which may include rats, mice and insects. And also you need areas that's demarcated and identified for your pollutants, for your waste. And this may include excess fertilizers, diesel, oil, whatever you can think of. You need to include it into your waste management system to ensure that all possible waste gets disposed of properly. Now globally farmers are leaning towards farming with nature and smart farming is the way to go to mitigate the effects of climate change. What are the requirements when it comes to global cap certification in light of this? I am a big advocate of smart farming for global gap purposes or for any purposes for that matter. Smart farming doesn't really have special requirements when it comes to global gap because it's still a farm at the end of the day. However, with smart farming, you have this artificial intelligence that's basically running your system and that allows for smooth performance of your system. A lot of the data is captured automatically by that AI system. It, in most cases, minimizes human error where you have a program running. Um, That program takes data sporadically and it populates whichever report and you may then use that as evidence for your global gap certification. So smart farming, I'm all for it. And there's no special requirements when it comes to global gap for it. And then before we let you go, can we run through a five-step checklist for new farmers? The most important thing that I tell my clients is record keeping, record keeping, record keeping. Record keeping is key to the smooth operation of your farm. Whatever you do on your farm, whatever you do, whether it's crop farming, whether it's livestock farming, keep record thereof so you can have evidence later on to prove that this is what you've done and this might be why X, Y, and Z has happened. Number two, one of the things that you will never go wrong doing is to do a proper risk assessment on your produce. What are the things that might affect your produce, especially things like fertilizers, the quality of your water, everything that you are putting into your product and putting on your product. What you're feeding your cattle or what feeding your livestock. Those are the things that you need to have done properly. Number three, to ensure that you've done residue analysis on your product as MSL levels. This is maximum residue levels and this will give you an indication what are the residue levels of your pesticides, your herbicides or your fertilizer present on your crops after harvesting and this will give you an idea of the safety of your product. Number four is ensure that you do pre- and post-harvest testing on your water and on your fruit and vegetables itself. This will include microbial testing to ensure that your produce is safe to consume to your clients. This will mitigate a lot of risk for you as the farmer, but also to the consumer itself. The last thing for me would be make sure that all your post-harvest activities are well monitored and well documented 
if you are doing things like packing, um, if you are doing washing, ensure that you have record thereof and it is done in a proper, safe way that will not harm the consumer. Thanks so much for joining us, Tamsin Davids, owner of Crystal Consulting. Great having you with us once again. Now that brings us to the end of this episode of Farmers Inside Track Weekend. Remember, if you love this podcast, please rate it and share it with your friends, family members and fellow farmers. From Edo Numdu, our producer Megan van der Fent and the rest of the Food from Zanzi team, have a great weekend. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.